0: Now, today's federal newscast. I'm Terry Wing. A House lawmaker is seeking to quash a Postal Service proposal to start providing banking services. Congressman Patrick McHenry has introduced an amendment to a must-pass spending bill to kill the proposal. Senators Bernie Sanders and Kirsten Gildebrand have introduced bills that would allow the Postal Service to conduct some financial services, counting it as one way to stabilize the U.S. Postal Service's financial problems. McHenry's bill says banking and financial services are beyond the Postal Service's core competencies and could present significant competitive issues for the banking industry. The House has passed a bill that would hold agencies more accountable to recommendations from Inspectors General and the Government Accountability Office. The bill, introduced by Congressman Mark Walker, would require agencies to give a status update on open IG and GAO recommendations in each year's budget justification. Agencies have yet to close 8,000 GAO recommendations and 15,000 open IG recommendations. Walker says his bill could achieve nearly $87 billion in cost savings. Senator Mark Warner has introduced a bill that would resolve loopholes for federal employees who relocate for work but can't get reimbursed for the taxes they incur on moving costs and transportation. The General Services Administration issued new guidance that resolved the issue for 95% of federal employees who were affected by the recent changes in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, but there's still about 5% of federal employees who are still paying taxes on their moving expenses. The Office of Management and Budget says it has identified 10 to 12 government reorganization proposals that it can implement without the help from Congress. OMB Deputy Director for Management, Margaret Weichert. Testified yesterday about the reorganization proposals before the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Democrats on the committee say they're disappointed by a lack of detail in many of the plans. The Defense Department is awarding billions of dollars in other transaction authority funds to traditional contractors when they were targeted for smaller, more agile, and innovative companies. A federal news radio report reveals concerns about traditional contractors like Boeing, Lockheed Martin, and northrop Grumman taking home a lion's share of the OTA funds. Now, the project on government oversight has spoken out, saying old-line contractors are using OTAs to circumvent contracting rules and saying that such agreements could result in higher costs and the purchase of products and services that aren't needed. Lt. Gen. John Murray has been nominated to head Army's new Futures Command. Murray is currently serving as Deputy Chief of Staff for Services Programming. The Futures Command will consolidate the brain power that looks at the technology needed to counter future threats and determine what programs should receive priority funding. Debates over environmental protections for chicken-like birds have been an odd feature of defense policy for several years now. As Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu reports, the issue is raising its head once again. The House version of this year's Defense Authorization Act includes a rider that would bar the Fish and Wildlife Service from protecting the sage grouse and the western prairie chicken under the Environmental Protection Act. It's an issue that routinely consumes hours of debate in the House's markup of the NDAA, but on Wednesday, the Pentagon issued a statement urging lawmakers to drop it altogether. DOD says federal management of those birds has nothing to do with impacts on its training ranges or bases. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. Senator Claire McGaskill is continuing to push the Federal Emergency Management Agency on the steps it's taking to ensure proper use of pre-position contracts at the state and local levels. Pre-position contracts allow for pre-selection of qualified contractors at predetermined prices. Declared debris in the Florida Keys after Hurricane Irma, the Florida Department of Transportation had 18 pre-position contracts for debris removal, but after the hurricane, McGaskill said it awarded at least two emergency contracts that may have exceeded pre-negotiated rates by more than $30 million. The House has approved a bill to have the government update its systems for preserving email. More now from Tom Timman in today's management report. The Electronic Message Preservation Act was sponsored by Maryland Democrat Elijah Cummings. It emphasizes the requirement for agencies to preserve email so that messages remain available for discovery by online searches. It also requires the archivist to report yearly to Congress on the status of White House and agency email preservation. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee has yet to move its version of the bill. I'm Tom Temin. The Department of Homeland Security is getting congressional backing for making permanent its program for keeping pace with emerging cyber capabilities. Congressman John Ratcliffe has introduced the Advancing Cybersecurity Diagnostics and Mitigation Act to codify the five-year-old program. The program, the Continuous Diagnostics Mitigation Program, safeguards agencies against getting stuck with outdated cybersecurity tools. Optimism about federal acquisition is at its highest point in almost two decades. Here's Jason Miller. The federal acquisition workforce is more positive about the state of federal acquisition today than at any time since 2003. The ninth biannual survey of federal acquisition workers by the Professional Services Council and Grant Thornton finds time and training are leading to more optimism. At the heart of that, are employees who were hired in 2012 and 2013 are now more seasoned and more confident in their work. Another reason for the positive outlook is the feeling that workers are closing skill gaps and improving communications with industry. I'm Jason Miller. Find these stories on federalnewsradio.com. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. And follow us at Federal Newscast on Twitter.